listen, if it makes you feel any better, every other team in the Central Division lost last night, okay? So just, you know, consider these like mulligans or something. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Rays 8, Pirates 1. I've got nothing, nothing positive to say about anything that occurred last night in St. Petersburg, Florida for the visitors, except for Mitch Keller continuing to pitch really well. Pay absolutely no attention to his line. I mean none. The Pirates were brutal behind him. They continued to offer no support in the way of uh, hits with runners in scoring position. It's been, is comeuppance the right word? See, comeuppance is when you've done something bad and you're getting your just due or whatever. And, and so I'm not sure it's the right word, but for the Pirates to have been as great as they were, through the opening month of the season, going 20-8, and eight, it almost feels like they violated some sort of code to get there so that this would be the, I don't know, retribution or, or not, or not. You can look at these things from a tangible standpoint. You can look at them from an intangible standpoint. Uh, they've gone into a setting where they're facing an opponent who, in addition to being uh, of bona fide, long-lasting quality, the Rays are surprising no one, they've also been way above that. You're talking about a historic start, what's going on with that team right now. And as I'd mentioned to you before the series, there were players in the Pirates clubhouse who were telling me that they were looking forward to it. They they wanted to have people talking about the Pirates as if they're getting there, as if they're, well, you know, arrived. But as I also told you before this series, the one thing that I'd hoped to see more than anything else, even results, even wins, was that the Pirates would go into that setting and not you know, not do this, not have an inning like the third inning that they had last night, Uh, not boot the ball, not throw the ball away, not have the ball clang off their glove, Uh, not just repeatedly, and I, I can't stress this one often enough, repeatedly fail with guys all over the base paths. And I understand that RISP stats are uh, well, risky, risky, right? <laughs> Runners in scoring position, of course. Risk stats can be dismissed rather routinely by those in advanced analytics as luck. You know, if you get enough runners on base, it means you're doing well. It means your uh, on-base efficiency is high. And sooner or later, hits will fall and people will come around. Okay, great. The problem with that theory is that The individuals involved in the actual baseball taking the field and coaching those players and instructing them, they don't believe that at all. They see those situations as the kind that you need to rise up to. And when you don't, they see it as a great big minus. 
So while it's obviously encouraging that the Pirates do have all these runners out there and they're finding a way to get on base, uh, even against some very good pitching, somebody's got to come through. Somebody's got to come through. This was Derek Shelton speaking with reporters in St. Pete after the game. Um, yeah, we gave too many opportunities. I mean, Mitch threw the ball well. I mean, he had good stuff, but you cannot give a team like that extra outs, and we gave them extra outs, which cost Mitch extra pitches. I mean, we just didn't catch the ball, and we played sloppy, and, and we have to play better than that. On the flip side of it, we played really good for a month, and we did not play well tonight, and you know, we'll bounce back and play better tomorrow. It does have some of that come up and feel, you know, even even to what you're hearing there. The, the team really did outperform its capacity. And I don't say that in some cynical, skeptical way. I say that in the sense that they weren't going to play 700 ball all year. Okay? No one, no one was, and no one will, not even these Rays. The Rays will not finish the season with whatever ridiculous winning percentage that they have right now, and they won't finish at 700. But you do want to see the team right itself. You do want to see in that series finale today, guys, get back on the horse. You want to see guys get out into the field and have more of that fundamental quality that you'd seen for a month straight. If I'm Shelton, though, I got to admit that I'm a little bit torn in how to achieve that. Uh, for one, you've got a series finale. It's the early afternoon game after a night game, so you're not going to see all of your starters out there. Or maybe you will because the Pirates have an off day following that. But do you want to go with a lineup that offers you the most secure uh, defending, or do you want to go with a lineup that gives you the best chance to come away with some hits? The one thing that you know you're going to see is Jason DeLay in for Austin Hedges. I'm increasingly becoming all in favor of that in general. More than anything, you just want to see some kind of bounce back. You want to see what this team's done all season to date. Uh, the Pirates hadn't even been losing two in a row. They've been finding a way to just bang like that on their feet again the next day. That's what has to happen here. doesn't have to be a W, but make it a good ball game. Don't leave St. Pete feeling like you didn't even belong in that series. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone and you do the rest it's a ton of fun it's a great meal and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in pittsburgh north shore tavern right across federal street from pnc park your front door your car your bike your computer your gun Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. 
Visit projectchildsafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from John, who says simply, I think Tucapita Marcano should get more looks at shortstop and Rodolfo Castro should stay at second base. I'm very much with that. I've been saying that since really the day O'Neill Cruz was injured. Uh, What you need at short is a longer-term solution. I don't think it benefits anyone, including the general feel within the team, of having shortstop du jour, and I definitely don't think having Castro be the regular shortstop is an answer. He's way too inconsistent defensively. He'll occasionally do something, and you'll say, wow, look at that. That's great. He's really uh, you know, coming along defensively. And then he'll just you know, do stuff like what you saw last night. Uh, I, I believe that the infield of this team – is best set if it's got Marcano at short and Castro at second. And can we please stop overthinking the Jiwan Bay thing? You've seen what he can do in the outfield. He hasn't been perfect out there either. But he strikes me as being way better in the outfield than he is in the infield. And that's an impression that I began gathering over the past couple spring trainings as well. So why mess with that? He doesn't need to play every day. I like what he offers, obviously, to the lineup. But when you're talking about an outfield that's got Brian Reynolds, Jack Sawinski, and fill in the blank because Andrew McCutcheon is now obviously just a full-time DH, you know, I just think Bay is, you do have to, put it this way, you do have to think about defense to an extent. You do want your best bats in the lineup. And I'm trying to have that stance and have my cake as well, okay? I know, for example, that Hedges is a better defensive catcher than DeLay is. But I also was there when DeLay made the team out of spring training And Derek Shelton said in no uncertain terms that what they liked the most that DeLay was bringing was his defense. They loved what he was doing behind the plate. Okay, okay, so which one is worth more? This in-between, we're just trying to patch up the hole in the ship while Cruz is out. It's short. I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Put someone there. Let them feel comfortable there. Marcano is a a kind of an unusual case in that he could have been easily bypassed, even buried by this management team, even though if you go through his history, he was called up in San Diego by the Padres when he was in their system at 21 years old. Now, he wasn't up for very long, but the Padres felt that good about his maturity and his ability to handle himself. Okay, well, let's find out a little bit here. But let's find out while you're also getting big league level defense. He's not elite over there either, okay? But he's going to be better than Castro is. I appreciate the J1Q. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. And we will do another one of these tomorrow that I'm going to tell you right now is going to come with a very different tone. Mark my words on this one. I don't do a whole lot of predictions, but you'll see. 